0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Apram Kipalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. As we approach Yom Kippur, Tuf Pei Dalit, I thought that we would re-release five shiurim on Yom Kippur that were said at that first COVID Yom Kippur in the year 2000. So, these are three years old, but I believe they are still very relevant. They have the Psokim of Rebel Yoshev, Shlema Zalman, Um Chidushim, I believe, uh, in Tshuva, Kapora, and Hagos, especially Halach So, you're going to be listening to one of the five Shurim here. I've given, this is one introduction. And one of the Tfilas, of course, that we say is God give us mechila, And the reason we say that is because God says in Yeshayo, I hear you, Tfilas, but you dechem domimuleu. And that doesn't mean that we are, that we are murderers. If El Nagon says in his parish in Yeshayo, that means that there's Steve. There's there's Geneva everywhere. Um, so your Yerushalmi and Brachas, which we did a number of months ago, says, "How do you know that? What's the source for Neiva?" So Rabbi lady says, me Gam mm-hmm. ki is about excessive incredible strong prayer and you see from there that if you're Marbabitila it could work so if that's the source of ribu Reboitila and we know from this other passage in Yeshaya the way the villain going explains it that you're going to try to daven but you still have Gezo you still have things you've stolen, you haven't given back well, this, then your is not going to work. So therefore, everybody, at least, even though he hasn't given the object back, he says these words, nechtal And by saying that, even though he hasn't yet returned the tzviva, Rav Zenger is saying, that's a kabbalah to return it. And that's strong enough that the tzviva could work. It's not like your hands are filled with blood and with stolen goods. True, technically, you haven't put them in the mail and sent them back to where they belong or given it back to the person directly. But at least you're saying, I don't want them. I don't want to be connected to things in my property that are stolen. And that's what you have to think about. And you have to be honest. There might be things you don't really own. Now, how could that really be? Uh, do people steal? I mean, there are people that steal everything. <laughs> there are people that their whole house is full of stuff. There's a, um, you know, there's a famous uh, bibliophile, one of the greatest. He had a tremendous, tremendous library. And he, he wrote brilliantly about many, many things in learning. And I don't want to say his name, uh, but a young yeshiva booker once came to his house in Eretz Yisrael. And saw this magnificent library. He had never seen anything like it. And he saw a certain safer that had been brought down by the Akronim, but it was almost impossible to get. But this older Rav had it. And the older, and the younger man asked, the younger fellow, the Klewo fellow asked this older Rav in Yiddish, can I borrow it just for one night? That's nice. Just overnight, I just want to see something and confirm. That's why, by the way, the broch of oitzer and all these things that you see where I get these materials from is incredible today. But anyway, before, uh, when people, so we said, we said young man, he said, young man, take a look all around you in other words he himself had borrowed them from various rabbis and collectors and asked for one night but never returned them and meanwhile they're in his house so even for the most positive reasons people take stuff and they don't return them many times the great Ramchal, rabbi shkhaimut writes in the 11th paragraph of the soitzer shorim avavishrov einam they don't actually shaleach yodayim imam al but Ramchal says, there's some sort of geneva that they have in their dealings. Somehow they let themselves make money over someone else's loss. Um, and as we know, there's so many lavim about geneva, whether it's not paying your worker on time, uh, not denying that you owe money. Uh, not charging more. These are very, very strong alojas which have a din of You have to know, do you have the right to open up a competing shop? Do you have the right if someone already has that area? Is free enterprise so free? Once a person already has customers, can you start can you pray on another person's customers and just say look it's doggy dog i've got to make a living there's enough customers for everyone but stealing, taking customers away you have to be very careful not to be over ourselves the rule which is a form of geneva and therefore um it's not just it's the things that are the force the Sharm says anything that can lead you is also part of the Israel. Now, obviously, you need to know, and we've talked about this from Rav Unterman, that if you do have things that you have from other people, you need to return them. Maybe before Hashem can can grant you Mephila. So what do you need to do? You need to make a better Gavayas? You have to think about what you've done. Here, for example, Rav Zenger is going to give us some examples. Sometimes neighbors borrow stuff from each other. So, for example, a little bit of flour, some vegetables. And sometimes, hey, do you have $10? I've got to pay the this man. All right? Sometimes it's a shovel. Uh, sometimes it's a thermometer. And you forget to return it. So basically, that's you borrowed the thermometer, but you didn't return it. That's Gezo. Now, um, this happens in Eretz Israel, maybe more, obviously, more than here. You know, in Eretz Israel, everything is the Kupat Cholim. We talked about it yesterday, Ben cutting in line. Many people, uh, when they go to their Kupat Cholim, um, they say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to get this guy. My friend is, is not a member. I am. So I have the rights to buy medication at a discount, but I'll buy for that person. But we know that if the Kupat Cholim would know that you're taking for someone else, they wouldn't agree. But people do that. So this is the type of thing you can say, well, I'm doing it to help someone. It's wrong that you have such a system that this guy can't get insurance. You know, I'm doing it to help someone's neshama. You could say it's a mitzvah. But remember, you you might not like the way the government is set up and the way the insurance company is set up, but that is Geneva. And, and what you did, you stole from the company. For example, um, um, as we know, sometimes you have uh, a type of insurance that allows you uh, many cheap products to buy, but you can't get them for someone else, even if he also has insurance, but he doesn't have the level of insurance that you have. People many times are more ahead because it has to do with their life and health. But you need to do whatever you can, that it should be outside of your Another example Ruvain uh, rents his car to Shimon for a day. Now, Ruvain has insurance. However, Ruben's insurance does not cover a case where you rented the car to someone else. Where you did a private rental, it doesn't cover that case. So if Shimon had an accident, and and it comes up to be a large amount, people say, you know what? Um, They say, look, I didn't rent it to him. I lent it to him. And they don't say that they actually got money from it. Because this way, they'll be able to get the insurance money. Well, that's enabling. That's lying and taking money when the policy doesn't cover that. Another case. Sometimes people build um, uh, an extension to their home. And they'll build something. Who knows? A uh, A gazebo or they'll build something that creates shade where the other guy doesn't want it, taking sunlight away from your neighbor. Or let's say you have a public area that everybody is supposed to have equal rights in, and you put up polls. Um, and what do you say? You say, look, I was able to get uh, the right to build it because... I got 75% of everyone says I can use it. But he says that's not true, Rav Zengel. Alpidin Torah, you need all the Shechemim to agree. And remember, we talked about this last year. Let's say you put a sukkah someplace, and you put the sukkah where it's blocking or impeding on someone's reshus a to get to his house. If he doesn't give you reshus. And you put it up there anyway, and you say, ah, oh, that mom's won't let me put up the sukkah. This is the only place to put up the sukkah. You, what have you done? You have, you're stealing, and it might be a sukkah gizula. And Rav Zenger says, it could be, you have no right to make a bracha there. It's based on the Mishabura. You're not about to make a bracha in such a sukkah, because you're taking up the reshulst that doesn't belong to you. He says, sometimes another thing that comes up, um, people um, hire maids for many hours during the week. Now, when the family goes on a trip, they go to their parents, they tell the maid, okay, those weeks I don't need you. Now, based on the Minigah Medina, if you have a maid who says she's going to be your maid every week, you'd have to pay her for those times, even when you don't use her, because that's the minna medina. Now, she might grumble and say, well, what can I do? You're not taking me. But if the minna medina is that if you become a maid for someone, that that person needs to pay you whatever week it is, they, they're your maid, so you'd have to pay them even for the weeks they're not coming and cleaning. Uh, also, the minute the Medina and Eretz Israel was to pay Pitsuyim. Now, in America, there are people that say in rabbinical positions and teaching positions, severance pay is part of what's accepted. This is a very big issue. The New York State uh, overturned a PSAC of the Besan of America that I work for that awarded severance. So in America, it's a, it's definitely a contested issue. And I don't know if severance applies. But in Eretz South Africa, in England, many, many uh, countries in Europe, it's understood, even if it's not in the contract, that you pay Chodesh Lashana. Now, so therefore, um, if you get rid of her, Severance is also Oter, and that might be Oshik, if you have not paid her. Um, what about not being able to pay back a loan? Of course, the loan is 30 days. Let's say the star says two months, and he can't pay. And the person says, I'm sorry, ain't That's not good enough, from Sanger says. If you realize you have a loan that's coming due, so you know what you have to do? You have to budget yourself in order to pay it. And you have to know that, let's say, somebody gives you some money. Maybe somebody likes you and gives you some money, or whatever it is, you're able to earn some money somewhere else. You sold something on eBay. That money has to pay your luchot. Lo- In fact, Rav Zenger says, you shouldn't be borrowing money if you don't know how you're going to pay it back. You can't say later, oh, I'm sorry, what can I do? And then the guy says, oh, what can I do? That is the serach of geneva. And again, there are many people, unfortunately, that will do that because they'll say, I've got to borrow money. I don't know what I'm gonna, where I'm gonna pay it back. They have no idea. Had the, had the Malvin known that, he probably would never have given the money. Um, copying discs. A person has a shear. A person has, it puts out a CD. So what do you do? You put the disc into the CD and you're able to make a copy of it. You're able to, to, to download the material into the hard drive of your computer, and you figure, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I wasn't planning on buying it anyway. I wouldn't have bought it. He says that like you it, can't. Go ahead. Is is it different if it was in the public domain? Meaning, like you know, it was like on the uh, public. Right. It was online. It was. If it was in the public public domain, no. But let's say, uh, but they I don't. Different. Let's say the person has Jewish music and he sells it, and I love the disc. Oh, I love that music. I love that Mordechai newest Mordechai Ben David disc. Can I borrow it? Then I borrow it, and my computer allows me to download the music. So I download the music. Now I would never have spent the seven ninety nine on the disc. But look, Mordechai Ben David got his money. My friend yanko paid the seven ninety nine. So what have I done? I wasn't going to pay money anyway. So he says, only if that's in the public domain, I would think. Right. So it is Geneva. That's very much so. Um, There's no heter. And even if you'll say, "Well, look, what's what does it hurt? I'm just going to listen to it while I'm cleaning the house." No, that's Geneva. talked before about parking in a spot that doesn't belong to you. Um, Rav Menashe Klein says clearly in his Tshubas, Why? Because that part of the street, in other words, he wants to say to park on a street where it's illegal to place a private car is Gezel, not just from the city of New York, it's Gezel Arabin. Because by putting your car there, they can't use it. And he says, Menashe says, this happens a lot when you have a big street that has two directions. And what does he do? What he does is, is that he double parks. He double parks in front of another car. Why? Because the store is over there. And therefore, er, he's able to run into the store and get what he wants. What if you're just unloading something and you're not leaving the car? If he stops for a minute, that's okay. But many times, Rav Menachem says, you're sitting there waiting, double parked. In other words, you're sitting there in the streets, double parked. Uh, I'm, I'm imagining... Uh, Moshe and Richard, you might not know this, but Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn. The best stores are over there, right? Uh, good farm stores, good restaurants, but it's almost impossible to find a spot on Coney Island Avenue. You have to work really hard. Yeah, they triple. And, and what do you do? What you do is you double park on Coney Island, and you sit there and wait. That's all, sir. That's called geneva sarabim, Rav says. Um says. Because what happens is, why? Because everybody has to take that time and slow down. And he says, especially if it's a small street where it blocks traffic. So you're blocking traffic from the people who, who need to get by. And they also have to do things. So these are examples that Rav Zanger has told us that when it comes to vidu, when it comes to that neilah time, think about not just the chil but also the actual acts of, of, of theft that are occurring and that you have stored up during the during the year.